Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. We are to wild and crazy Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. May 12th, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Nick Roush, TJ Walker, Justin Kalen. We've got a jam-packed show for you today. And per Scorses, the stream is working. Scorses say? Scorses say podcast. That's great. We did it's it. Working. And Justin, were you saying something that Trevor played a role in it? He did. Yeah. No, I, I'm not buying no, it. He did. New York yeah. minute. He did. He called me yesterday just to figure out exactly what was going on. Oh, did he say anything about us calling him during the show? He didn't. No, he didn't even realize. He's. He you probably know what? thought that thought we were was... calling him during the show because that's why. Oh. He yeah. said he thought it was Douglas. Yeah. And I was like, no, it was us calling you live on air. Might well listen to the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, he said he thought it was Douglas, so he didn't answer. He he actually has said Douglas called him, I guess, two or three times yesterday morning, and after the second or third one, he put his phone on is, vibrate. Is and Douglas today. Is, committed employee? Is Douglas yeah. not worth picking up, the, answering the phone? Yeah, seriously. He yeah, like right. Douglas is like blowing him up all the time just to talk yeah, shop. No. If Douglas, Douglas is calling, call, something's wrong. Answer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's jeez, Kelsey. Sure. Right, we may have to call him every every segment of the <laughs> show too. Hope everybody's having a great start to their hump day. Hump day. Wacky Wednesday edition of KRC here on Big X Sports Radio. We have a lot to talk about. Yesterday's news, it was hard to get some work pew, done at pew, times because it was fast and furious. Some good, not some terrible, some mixed emotions. And then supposedly today is going to be like a big college basketball day. Your boss deleted a tweet. Shocking. He never deletes them. Weird. Uh, but said something about there's smoke that Coach K is going to retire. A lot of K- Coach Whoa. K whispers out there. Yeah! So, but he deleted it. Oh, but he'd be classic KRC curse if that happened. As there, soon as we get so, off the Something's air. happening today. That much is maybe, Jason maybe Jordan was the one. the hammer down on Kansas? So Patrick Baldwin's going to commit. A lot of people think he's going to commit to Milwaukee. Right, Duke made one dad. last push. Some people think the big news, the smoke news, is that Paulo Banchero is going to join this overtime league, this new league that's offering half a million to people. Mm. Or maybe he's going to go G League. But they think that he's going to back off his Duke commitment, go get some money. So people thought, all right, well, if they're not going to get Baldwin and they're going to lose Banchero this late in the game, Duke's going to be in trouble next year, and Kay may just have some permanent back issues for the foreseeable mm. career Man. and hang it up. That was the whispers out there that your boss was – your ex boss, excuse me, was right to yeah, tweet. Xbox, well, geez. was right that there was whispers out there. I don't know necessarily why he deleted it. Uh, there are whispers out there that that is, but I don't think there's anything substantial to suggest that Kay's going to step down. But something in the college basketball world is happening today, and uh, I'm excited to see what it is and when it unfolds. And hopefully, it doesn't negatively impact Kentucky. I don't think it would. I think on the UK basketball front, Roush, oh. we've got some good news, and yeah. things are kind of starting to. Round form, if you will. Can we can we get to the good news? We can start with the good news and go to the bad news. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay, because uh, it took about, I don't know, 24 hours, and then like a locomotive, steam Choo-choo. picked up for severe It wasn't even the Big Blue Express. To Kentucky. 
it's I, I'm not sure who was the first to put it out there. You know, people they play all their games where they you know like you'll have you, you've got to kind of subtly slip in you know your your hints, your teases, your whatnot. I know Kyle had something. Jack said, "Hey, Kentucky could have their guard their backcourt complete by this weekend," and all indications are that Severe Wheel are from Georgia will end up being a Wildcat. And TJ, we talked about it last week. This will be probably Cal's most specialized team since 2017, which I think was his most specialized team. What do you mean far, specialized? Like, whereas the players fit into specific pieces and like specific Darren roles. Fox is your point guard. Monk what? is your shooting guard. Derek Willis is going to play a little Stretch three and four. four. Winion Gabriel Hawkins a little three off and the four. Bench, physical. And Bam's just your muscle and your yeah. true bona fide five. Right. And similarly, gotcha. this team has uh, – a lot of shooters. I guess uh, you could make a case for 19. Like, Hagens was your point. Hero was your two. Keldon was your three. PJ, your four. And Reed was your five. Yeah, it's just that P, P, Reed isn't, like, an ideal five. That's true. Uh, like, okay. Shub- yeah. like, Shibwe. Shibwe, ideal big. Yeah. Uh, Collins, kind of a three, four. That can also be a rim protector. Um, Hopkins is your jack-of-all-trades three. That can kind of face up, but also play inside. So, you have a lot of specialized talents. In Severe Wheeler fits that mold of this is a true point guard who gets to the rim, dishes out a ton of assists. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, TJ. Was he top five in the country last year in assists? Who's that? Severe Wheeler? Yes, he was. Number, so, four, number four and number one in power five. six conferences. Oh, six. There I we go. throw in the Big East there. Yeah, I think yeah. it's nice to do that. But, um, yeah, that's pretty good. Best assister in power six college basketball. I don't care if he plays for Georgia or Tom Green, but apparently, Terry, there are some folks out there that want John Wall. And shockingly, I saw a – I did see some people say, hey, this just – this isn't my first choice. I'm okay with that. The people that I'm pushing back on and deserve to be made fun of and maybe lose internet privileges, if we're going to be frank, is the people saying that this is, like, horrible, this was – settling this was a disaster and that Wheeler is not a good basketball player because they looked at some advanced stats that take into account that Georgia absolutely stunk right and very bad yeah you don't say no to one of the best passers in college basketball when you have a team filled with shooters now (laughs) one of these losers is somebody on the text line that just disagrees with anything that I say and we've actually formed quite a fun relationship that's fun yeah yeah. uh not really though he just still hates me and uh tweets in just anything that he disagrees with so we'll get to those texts when we get to them you don't say no to one of the best passers in college basketball because because he played for Georgia yeah because he doesn't shoot the ball well because his turnovers are high which guess what the people with the best assists generally also have higher turnovers. It yeah. means you're in a position. You're aggressive. Yeah. Um, and I would say, too, that for all the folks who get mad, like, oh, well, we got this guy when we could have had this guy. Well, how do you know that? Uh, Marcus Carr, he's going to go to the NBA draft. Scotty Pippen Jr., he's not anywhere in the transfer portal. Zegarowski, looks like he's – like all of the others that you might consider are other options that you're going to try to get in the portal. Uh are they in the portal? Are they even going to be an option? I do think there's a sense of, hey, let's stop messing around and let's just get somebody. Because you're dancing with the devil if you're going to get all the way up till draft time and not have a point guard. And you're just relying on somebody to withdraw their name and come back for a year. When, TJ, how many times have we played the NBA draft decision waiting game? And 
there's I'm, I come how many of those dudes have actually come back can't wait around for that not a lot of them and there may be a surprise and 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 we could be saying oh but but the thing is Kentucky's also going to have an open sky they they still theoretically could bring somebody in if they wanted to he's actually third in assists last season just the total number of assists despite playing fewer games than the two people ranked ahead of him and then with the assists per game average he was fifth, not fourth, uh, just as a correction there. But you don't you don't say no to that dude. You're going to have Dante mm-hmm. Allen. You're going to have C.J. Frederick. Those are two dudes, Dante Allen especially. Out. Des, uh, Dante Allen especially, that he needs somebody that can get him the ball. He's not somebody that can create his own shot with where things stand right now. And part of the reason Dante Allen didn't play as much last year is Kentucky didn't have any good passers. They didn't have anybody that could swing it around. They hadn't. Until Mintz really started having to do some things that I don't think made him overly comfortable, they had nobody that could even get in the paint and dish out. Wheeler can do that, and he can do it really well, and he's really crafty when he's in the paint. And he he's a lot like Tyler Ulis, where he kind of knows how to use his body, get somebody on his hip, draw a big guy over, and knows the second that that big guy takes a foot, guess who's going to be wide open on the block? He can make that little curl pass. Boom. Dunk. He is an unbelievable passer. Now, he is a bad shooter. That stinks. I wish he was a better shooter. But Kentucky will not need to rely on him shooting. And if I hear one more one more person say, well, this is just going to be annoying because defenses are going to sink off of him and base and then you know what Wheeler will do because he's a smart player. There's a good clip of him going against Maxie when they were in high school back in Texas and uh, did some really good things in that game. But you know what he'll do if a defense sags off of him? One, it's not like he can't hit shots. He can. Tom Crean played him 36 minutes a game last season, coming off a pandemic year, and his shooting numbers took a nosedive. The year before, when he was playing manageable, more manageable minutes, Roush, more comparable to how many minutes he'll be playing at Kentucky, mm-hmm. shot a respectable 32%. And I think it was like 46 from the field or something like that, which is much more in line with other UK point guards in the Calipari era. 32% on this team would be a dream come true. That That is – that's rocking and rolling if he can be 32%. It'll probably be around 30 would be my guess. I think he'll take a step up just because – and also that year he thought 30, shot 32%. You know who he had with him? A good player by the name of Anthony Edwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So also, guess what? I, when a defense kind of took attention off of him a little bit. But if I hear one more person say that they're going to sag off of him, then guess what? Then how far are they going to be sagging off? Fifteen. So they're going to they're going to be playing five feet off the three point line. Then good. UK can set up their offense from sixteen feet away from the basket. Yeah. Then you're then you're absolutely hosed if you do that. I think one good way to judge Severe Wheeler too is uh, how annoying he was whenever Kentucky played him because he was very annoying. He annoyed the bejesus out of me every time. He was like the, can we not just stop the little guy? I felt like that. I, I felt that way every single time Kentucky played him. I'm actually wanting to pull up his game log to see how he did this year because I don't. Yeah, he was 415 this year. Not great, Bob, but still had 10 points and seven assists, even when he didn't perform well. And I believe the year prior when he did have Edwards, he I think he actually played better than Edwards, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, against the Cats. He's a good player. The fact people need to be convinced into wondering. But he was annoying as hell either way whenever UK played him. People wondering if or needing to be talked into this being a good fit. It's Hmm. Whatever happened to the days where 
schools would get a recruit, whether it's transfer or not, and, and people were happy. It does happen from time it, to time. I mean, it, it just it seems more rare than not anymore. Like, we, we've always got to criticize these kids. Let them come, get in a Kentucky uniform, and see as, how he does, then we can judge him. And as much as we've talked about these other players, Carr's going pro. Pippen never entered the portal. Jose Alvarado never entered the portal. And mind you there, Georgia Tech won out on pressuring a kid not to leave. They are huge dorks, and this should be a bigger story. They told Jose Alvarado, if you leave, you're done here. And Jose, and, and he cares about Georgia Tech, and he's been there a long time, and it's been an emotional four years, and he's got a kid and all that stuff. And they said, if you leave us, you're turning your back on us, we're turning your back on you. So go pro or go to Kentucky. Go pro and you got us. Go to Kentucky, you don't. Or come back here and we'll love you forever. You'll be one of the greatest to ever play for Georgia Tech. Normally, Roush, that stuff doesn't work. People come to their senses and they're like, wait, you don't threat. Like, threats aren't the way to get things accomplished. I guess in this case, it was. Shame on Georgia Tech. Shame on Josh Pastner. You're still a huge dork. What's the worst scenario, that or the uh, Ohio State blocking that kid from visiting Kentucky? They're both just dorky. What's the most petty? Probably to turn your back on a kid that yeah. gave you four years exactly. and helped you win an ACC basketball yeah. championship, which is kind of un- defensive player of the unthinkable. Year. Yeah, yeah. But That's- it's still stupid of Ohio State to tell a kid like, "Ooh, you're trying to make a lifelong decision, at least the biggest decision you've ever made in your life." And Ohio we want you to State's have as little case, as option as possible. That's not like unprecedented. Whereas. Yeah, and probably not unprecedented, sadly, in Georgia Tech's case. But right, but like still embarrassing. We will ignore you forever. Like how? Oh gosh, that's dorky. But hey, you know people do desperate things to keep people in the fold. Uh, unfortunately, Kentucky football could not do enough desperate things to keep Steve Klinkscale in Lexington. Uh, hand up. I gave him the rash kiss of death. The fade was put on Coach Clink when I said on Monday, "I'm not worried at all." And if you listen to the Patreon on Tuesday, it's like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a little bit worried. And yesterday afternoon was revealed that he is going to take his talents to Jim Harbaugh's staff to be a defensive passing game coordinator of sorts. Uh, he will – It's it, I don't know if you could consider it a lateral move because he'll probably make about $200 more a year, and he'll have the opportunity to add – co-defensive coordinator to his title in years two and three, which, TJ, that's something I don't think he had the opportunity to do in Kentucky. Uh, John Summerall has kind of positioned himself to be the heir apparent to Brad White if he does, in fact, get a head coaching job elsewhere, which I kind of think is going to happen after this season. So uh, for as much as Clink has done at Kentucky, it, it was it, he, he was in a tough spot where it's like, where do you go from here? You hear a lot of folks hire ex-Michigan coaches to be head coaches, like the guy he's replacing, who's going to go be the head coach at Buffalo. Being a head coach, coming from you know the fourth assistant on UK staff, it's tough. To, upward mobility was tough. This is the this is how he's climbing the ladder. He gave five great years uh, in Lexington. It was uh, he came in with Grant in them. He was there for a long time and. Uh, he did a lot, particularly on the recruiting trail. It's well documented. Just the high caliber talent he was able to pull in from Michigan. Justin Rogers, uh, highest ranked signee in the internet era. Mark Juan McCall was the highest ranked player in the state at the time. Got a lot of quality starters like DeAndre Square. Uh, Jeremy Flax is probably going to start this year. Uh, then down the line, DeAndre Buford, Ernest Sanders. Those are guys that 
I think folks around there expect a lot from. So Klingskill did a lot for this program, helped turn UK into one of the top pass defenses in the SEC. And now Mark Stoops has got to find somebody to to replace him in a pinch, and that's that's going to be no easy easy challenge. I'm disappointed in old Klink. I think this sucks. It sucks for Kentucky, and this could just – this is a form of sour grapes, no mistake about it. But it sounds like the players were blindsided by this. I don't know how you sell people to come from Michigan to Kentucky on this dream and promise, and then you just uproot, don't say anything, and then go to Michigan, the place that you were basically pulling them from. Uh, I don't think that Michigan – I think Kentucky right now is as good as a job of Michigan. I think Kentucky can pay the same Michigan can pay – Maybe head, you know, you know what? I think Kentucky could find the way. Absolutely, Kentucky can pay as much as Michigan. I'm, I'm walking myself through this take. Since the start of the 2017 season, Kentucky has more wins than Michigan. One's job security. They may build a statue, the dude on campus. The other one, literally, you get off to a bad start in 2021 and you're going to get fired. You will get fired. So I think it's a dumb move. I think it's a silly move. Kentucky at this point and this juncture shouldn't be losing assistant coaches to Michigan, assuming they can match the money, which I'm under the presumption that they can do that. And it sucks. And it seemed like it was a crappy way for him to go. The players seem blindsided by it. Folks aren't happy about it. There's going to be a ripple effect across UK. I bet UK will lose a commitment or so. Hope they don't. I hope Vince is just going crazy to make sure that that doesn't happen. But this stunk, Roush. This, mm-hmm. this was a blow. There's Make no mistake about it. We try to have a nice positive spin on a lot of things on this show. We're not butt slappers by any stretch, but everybody that listens knows that. But this is uh, this, this this one hurt, in my opinion. The uh, as far as losing recruits, there's going to be one, I think, and I think they were probably going to lose him anyway. Uh, Jeremiah Caldwell. That was going to be one that was going to be a fight yeah. down to the wire. He was an early commitment, the first in the class. Uh, Michigan was recruiting him heavily. That was going to be contentious regardless um, because he did commit without any of the visits or anything taking place. Uh, but the Wade twins seemed walk, pop, sock them, drop them. Yeah, em. I like their mom's uh, tweet. Not, not only the mom's tweet, but like Brad White and Liam Cohen were heavily involved. Clink was the point of contact and really cultivated their early relationships. But Cohen and White helped seal the deal. Make no mistake about it. So I, I'm, I'm confident they aren't going anywhere. Uh, he did make some nice inroads in Nashville and – like I know, but the players are def- going to be upset. But like, that's just because he was liked. Very rarely, when you have—I wouldn't say very rarely—but typically, when assistant coaches leave, it's because they weren't doing well enough. You've had a couple uh, throughout Stoops' tenure that I had have left on good terms and have gone on to bigger and better things. Derek Ainsley comes to mind. Uh, you know, Matt House going to the Kansas City Chiefs uh, is another. But sometimes when folks leave, it's just like it's because they stink, and so player. Clink was did a good job. And, yeah, he, he did. A, he did. And and he replaced Ainsley, who now Ainsley's he's in the NFL. He got paid a million dollars last year to de- be a defensive coordinator at Tennessee. the The thing that just worries me in all of this is that the timing of this is terrible. Yeah, and finding your next Derek Ainsley, your next Steve Clink scale, much more difficult in the month of May. Now I know there's there's some names out there of potential replacements. Uh, uh, Jonathan Cooley was a GA for UK back in the day. Uh, he he's had some stops in the MAC. He's now with, he spent last year with the Rams. So him and Cohen know each other. 
uh, and that seems like the most logical fit. Uh, there's also a guy who was Butch Jones' defense coordinator at Tennessee. He spent a year as a on Stoops' support staff, John Jancic, who's now at Georgia. He's coached about everyone defense. You could see that being a guy that Stoops calls up in a pinch and says, "Hey, can you help me out for a year?" You know. So, hmm. but but figuring out this in the month of May. Folks, the month of, this is when they take their vacation. This is like the two months they have off a year. There's 114, 113 days until the start of the football season. The games. The coaches aren't looking to move elsewhere, which makes this, the timing of this tough. And Stoops has to get a guy by June because you can't be recruiting other guys. Like, hey, come play in the secondary, but we don't know who your coach is yet. You you have to have this done by June. So uh, that's why I think most believe that it will end up being Cooley um, and Stoops to take a bet on an up-and-comer. But from a recruiting standpoint, it really puts the pressure on Anwar Stewart. Um, he got a couple of guys in the last class. He's on track for a couple in this one. But n- n- him and John Summerall really got a clean house, and they got to really do well in the state of Georgia where Clink was hitting some home runs in Michigan. Now you need Summerall to hit some home runs and and Stewart to be able to get some quality guys to develop on this roster. TJ, I agree with you that from Clink's standpoint, dumb move. I mean, is there a college program right now that's more unstable than Michigan? I mean, Harbaugh's gone if they don't have a good year. This Ten, year. Well, it was probably Tennessee, but you're right. Now all eyes point to Michigan, I would say. Well, here's here's my I, argument. The fact that well, U of well, fans got so worked up about me saying UK shouldn't be losing assistant coaches to Michigan right now. U of L is in a bad spot. If that's getting them worked up, Roush, I know it's summer and yeah, generally, yeah, you know, yeah. you kind of like point fingers a little bit more when things are a little bit slow, but sheesh. They, also, they are hurting. Shout out to Locke, who just like only looks at records, like can't. Well, look at records. That's fine. Take. Since the start of 2017, Kentucky's had a better record than Michigan playing in a significantly tougher conference. Yeah, yeah. so suck so, it I mean, even yeah. your record thing is baloney. <laughs> and for him to be like, eh, f- five five wins or four wins. It's a ten-game uh, uh, ten season Michigan won year. two games. <laughs> two games. Two well, games. Twice as many. Yeah, yeah, twice as many games. So, oh. uh, in a tougher but, conference. But... And didn't embarrass ourselves how, how, in terms of how we were going to play the season. How Clink is going, like, the reason why he was sold on it, I think, was the upward mobility thing. And if I can recruit Michigan well from UK, imagine what I can do in Michigan. And if he does well enough, they could keep him if, if Harbaugh gets fired. Like, he could be a holdover for the next staff, too. Uh, so, yes, the... Harbaugh it, does feel like a dead man walking, but he could be the – him and the high school coach that they hired from there. They hired some high school coach to be a recruiter there. Those guys could be the the, the favorites on the staff, the Vince Merrills of their the staff. The only issue that I would tell Clink is, like, dude, you're not even going to have enough time to turn it around in Michigan. You're not even going to be able to get the players to come in. Especially to recruit. Like, I yeah. guess you're there in time to get them on campuses, but and maybe if Michigan you're halfway had like through the recruiting Top five, year. top ten class, they'd be a little bit more reluctant to fire Harbaugh, but we've got history of good classes – of coaches being fired in both sports, regardless of how their class looks. Auburn, this year. Yeah, you, you see a lot <laughs> more of ADs being like, ooh, do we feel like we could hang on to this class? Regardless, who cares? We can't put up with another season of what's been going on. We're going to make a switch. And then Zach on Twitter, and I've had a couple people uh, tweet this, but Zach just most recently during the show, Chris as well, said that, well, you can't say that about Michigan and Kentucky and then Illinois, and then Kentucky takes the coach from Illinois in basketball. First off, yes, I can, and I did. Secondly, 
little thing called SEC, but put a dollar sign where the S is supposed to be. Kentucky has a ton of money. Why is this hard for people to understand? Basketball, they they could pay they could pay every single assistant more than Illinois pays their head coach if they really found it if they found it warranted if they thought it'd be a good investment to do such they could and then with Michigan Michigan football is a beast and part of the reason my little go show up to the game shtick is similar to Michigan they're still perceived this awesome program Roush because they have the big house and it fills up for big games even if they are bad Michigan's a brand name college football is run by brand names it is a brand name and that's what we're trying to do with Kentucky but the thing that if you want to talk checkbooks folks Look at the money from bowl games. Look at the money from college football playoffs. The and revenue is more ridiculous. importantly, look at TV deals. And 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 then you can fathom why Kentucky could play could pay a middle tier assistant as much as Michigan could. It's it's it, that's not a hot take. That's not a butt slapper take. That's not a ooh, you're such a UK homer. Kentucky, with where the programs are at and a financial situation, Kentucky should not lose recruits or coaches, recruits or coaches, to the University of Michigan. Love the way that you phrased it, too. Really perfectly. It was perfectly packaged to push buttons, and I loved it. It's just a fact with where things are right now. I I wish that... uh, I I wish that Louisville fans would would say their take. Because all they'd say is, brand name versus unbrand name, it's a no-brainer. But if you actually look at the facts and you look at how the teams have been the last several seasons, and when I say that Kentucky's had a better record since the end of the 2016 season starting in 2017, Michigan's had some good teams that those they've had some of the Harbaugh's best teams. They had that team that lost in the Peach Bowl. What was the um the, that might have included the year they lost in the Golan stand, right? I think Oh, to Ohio State? Yeah. It had uh, to have. That seemed pretty recent, right? That was eighteen. That sound- pretty sure that was eighteen. Could be making that up too. It's, that sounds right. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, it's thirteen. No, that can't be right. I think it was sixteen. That's what it was. So it was right before all of this. So yeah, twenty six. It was right before that because that, that was the downward spiral for Harbaugh. Was that game after that? They haven't been the same since, and that's where Kentucky's records better than them since twenty seventeen. No, the 2017 season's included in Kentucky having a better yeah, record. This was the year before. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. 16? Really? It's been 16. that long? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Time's flying by, folks. No kidding. Yeah, the... Man. Age. I'm, like, I'm, I'm looking ahead to, like, planning a 30th birthday. Ugh. Oh, well, I'm, I am 30. Nick, you shouldn't have to plan your own 30th birthday. Well, the thing was, is I was going to uh, peel back the curtain, was going to do the Keeneland bus thing, but my buddy scheduled his big chili cook-off for that weekend. So, Oh my gosh, tell the chili cook-off to... Yeah, Keeneland <laughs> bus versus a chili cook-off? Well, you ask any of your friends? You ask anybody. Pack some chili in a Tupperware. Seriously, have the chili cook-off on the way yeah. there. You got 40 minutes. The, <laughs> the thing is, though, is he did kind of plan it... Like he, he, he begrudgingly planned it around the UK football schedule to where it would be the open week. So... I don't see the I, that had nothing to do with Justin what Justin and I just said. Yeah, yeah but chili cookoff the chili at cook-off Keeneland is a big. I mean, actually, chili cookoff at Keeneland. Oh my gosh! And yeah. then make it like the biggest one of all time. Like you want to win the Keeneland super duper chili you, cookoff. You want to win and have like a giant blue ribbon. You can like staple it on the top of the party bus. 
And Justin, <laughs> we may be invited to this, so it's in our best interest to push Party Bus. It doesn't sound like we are, but yeah, if, if we are invited, <laughs> I'm pushing Party Bus, Chili and Tupperware on the way to Keeneland. Only if we win the lottery. So. I so badly want a Party Bus to Keeneland. My brother and his douchey friends have done it several times, and it always looks like a blast. And I just You never get invited to that one either? I don't want to be invited to that one. <laughs> You see more meat copters than Hell Week at Sigma Chi, so no, I'm out, I'm out on that. But I do want one with my friends. It's just to cost money. All right, let's go to a break. Text into the show, 502-414-1450. Oh, man, folks, I got something fun to share today, too. I'm excited for that. Yeah, a Roush yeah. tease. What could, go, what could go wrong? <laughs> we'll be right back here on Big X Sports Radio. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Everybody in the car, boat leaves in two minutes. Or perhaps you don't want to see the second largest ball of twine on the face of the earth, which is only four short hours away. think Kentucky should lose assistant coaches to Nebraska? No. What's the difference? Uh, Michigan. Michigan's been a little bit better. A little bit better recently. But still not as good as Kentucky. Based on Locke's wins count, right? Yeah, I think the, the one difference would be you see the logical step where Kentucky recruit, like, Clink recruited that area. So it, it's kind of like Sure. When Stoops, Stoops. I'm just saying nobody would really bat an eye if you were like, Kentucky shouldn't lose an assistant coach in Nebraska. It's really not that different. Yeah. It's really not, but people lost their minds with the Michigan comment. Michigan stinks, folks. Yeah, yeah. People do hold them in much higher regard, though. I think they just get – they float up with Ohio State. <laughs> yeah. Because of that rivalry. Yeah. And uh, you don't get the same in South Carolina because they've been really bad, like really bad. Yeah, I, I, I would say it's almost but similar probably more to so. Auburn. Yeah, kinda. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that Auburn does have those – is weird in that they're, they can be really good and then really bad, whereas Michigan, their, their signature under Harbaugh is just beating bad teams. They don't beat the good ones. Like They'll be 8-0, and oh, and then they have their gauntlet of the schedule where they play good ones, and then they just lose them all. Penn State – Ohio State. Has uh, Indiana beat them last year? Correct? Yeah, come but, on. I was about to say, but, just hey, throw oh. the Hoosiers in there, too. But not – that was their first win over Michigan in like 100 years, though, right? It was like 30-something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was since the 80s. Yeah. So, hey, you know what, though? Them and Penn State. Wow, yeah. really long streak. How embarrassing. <laughs> Wouldn't know anything it. about uh, that. <laughs> yep. Whoop. <laughs> <laughs> should, uh, should Kentucky lose players to Nebraska? Uh, no, that's why I was so steamed so about Wondell. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, and again, you should hold your program in high regard. Also, as if that's even a hot take. Like, it, first off, and this is better than the alternative, it's better than having to fire assistance or when there is a sinking ship, aka what's going on at Michigan. But I, you 
Kentucky has a lot, of, a lot of momentum. They're recruiting just as well. They have a chance. They've taken recruits from every school in the country. They can get who they want for the most part, or they can at least get in the door of who they want, which is something they used to not be able to do. You, I, I, Kentucky fans should be looking at their program in the same regard as a Michigan. The only difference is fan support. And for big games, when Kentucky fans think that UK's got a chance, they show up in droves. It's awesome. The Krogue is rocking. So I don't think it's a hot take. I don't I I don't think it's a hot take at all. I think it's a hot take if you disagree. No. I'm spinning it back. <laughs> Love it. Love it. All right, what's this football news? It's not football. Oh, what's this news? Yeah. Fun news. Much fun. more. Oh, much, yeah. This is much more fun because yesterday oh. the Bob Baffert saga, saga continued. Oh, no, there's a laser. You know, uh, it's on me. <laughs> you know, it's really fun, this laser. Intern cat, first cat I've seen that doesn't care about lasers. Didn't even, didn't even notice it. He's stray. He's like, ah, I'm too good for Maybe this. it's blind. Well, I thought about that. Maybe it is blind. But then it kind of like scurries away when, it, when it, somebody comes close to it. That's true. Which yeah. maybe that could be hearing or sensing, but I don't think it's blind. Yeah, it makes eye contact just, all the time. Yeah, I just don't think he cares. I, you think it's just like doesn't even know the luxury of a toy? Yeah. That's sad. Or she. Yeah, you know, living a hard knock life. All right, I'll bring intern cat some toys. Sorry so, to interrupt. Bob Baffert yesterday, the saga continued. It started the day as they're waiting to see, will Medina Spirit be able to run? Are they going to let Baffert's horses in the Preakness? To throw them a bone to make sure and show some goodwill, he quit his cancel culture is coming after me. Just poor old Bob Baffert. His legal counsel issued a statement saying, well, turns out that Medina Spirit had a butt rash and we gave him some cream. Turns out this Automax cream has some betamethasone in it. We're not saying that's the reason he failed the drug test. But that's probably an issue, and we're so, still fighting it, but... So it wasn't cancel culture. Bad butt cream, not cancel culture. Uh, Medina Spirit is in the field, drew the third post position, 9-5 to five favorite. Concert Tour also is in the field uh, near the top. But the stuff isn't going well for Baffert. So what do you think should happen? How so? Like, no, what do you think should happen? Now that we now that he's admitting that like hey oh yeah oh, yeah well cream. he was he was he was going to get DQ'd no matter what the split test or whatever that stuff never comes back and they're like oh the test was wrong no like drug tests are pretty accurate so you think that it was going to get DQ'd either way Medina this is Spirit him. will get DQ'd yeah Mandaloon's going to be our derby winner I'm almost okay that's yeah. what I was asking it's going to end up happening but uh, I agree with it by the way I think what Baffert's doing now is spinning it like. It was an innocent butt cream incident, guys. Like but it was innocent or not, you're still guilty. Yeah, and also if you make that much money, and I know that like Baffert's not the one going back there and rubbing this butt cream on on the horse. But your damn vet, you, you better know, know every Come damn on. thing that is in anything you're putting. You better know if there is pee on that hay. Seriously, you know how much money that horse is worth, and you're not a hundred percent sure of every little thing that's going into or onto its body. Especially, get the hell out of the town. You're a Hall of Famer. You're one of the best in the business. Especially when people are following you extra closely because your horses have been continually testing positive for banned substances. You have like, to be on top of your p's and q's at this point. I'd be like if Will Way tried to make one last ditch effort for Wheeler or Ty Ty Washington, and like 
was literally seen like walking with like a brief in Athens, Georgia, with has, like money falling ooh, out of a bag. No, he would he would have like the Monopoly bags, Mister Monopoly with the little cash dollar. It would be, and he'd have yeah. a monocle too. Yeah, yeah, just for good measure. <laughs> Effort. Everybody's yeah. You've you've had what like thirty plus horses? 40 Five plus? in the last twelve months. Too many. And they're like your big horses too. This isn't just like Joe Schmo where it's just some honest mistake. So uh, it, there's been re- repercussions, and it's not just. Like this is going to hit him down the road because Spinthrift Farm, Spinthrift Farm, they were part owners of Authentic, the horse that won last year's Kentucky Derby. They're pulling horses from Baffert's barn. Following C, uh, this horse was supposed to run in the Chickling Stakes on Preakness Day. Uh, they pulled that three-year-old out of Baffert's barn, and also four other two-year-olds at Santa Anita. They're moving to Mandela. So this, this is big names are starting to distance themselves. From Baffert, and the thing is, in all this mess, even though some people loved it when he was just blaming cancel culture and just spouting off nonsense, it's going to get a few more eyeballs on the race on Saturday, but it's also going to make people, people would be willing to give him the benefit of the doubt with the butt cream incident, if he said that initially, like a lot of even even though like there, you could I could see a world where there would be people saying don't disqualify the horse it was just butt cream even though those are the rules and that happens all the time. Ask Jeremy Jarman about taking stuff you don't know, like it, eligibility gone, like it just happens. When the horse doesn't know, it's disqualified. Well, and that's that's the most oh. beautiful thing about all of this is people like the horse didn't do it. Don't blame the horse. And that's where we get to what I need to share. And that was something that I received in my inbox uh yesterday afternoon while the Steve Klingscale news was breaking after I wrote the lead. It turns out that cancel culture may not have been the culprit behind Medina Spirit's failed drug test. Uh the email I got was from one Jill Baffert who was not happy with that lead. What? She was not happy with You got an email from Jill Baffert? She's not very happy <laughs> with with young Crash, yes. Uh Oh no. Yeah, yeah. Um said Bob never blamed cancel culture on Medina Spirit's failed drug test. He said it was cancel culture for Churchill Downs to spin him from running at their track before the split sample was even confirmed. The initial finding, thus denying him due process. Scary world we're in when you can be punished before being found guilty. Two entirely different narratives, and only one of them is correct. Well, okay, uh, that, that's good of her to clarify, but if Churchill it's, Downs wants to say, listen, there's been too much of this in the meantime, so even before we get that second sample, this one enough is to put you on hold. Okay? You're on hold until we get that second one back. It's also like a joke. You know, uh, apparently she didn't she didn't get the tongue-in-cheek remark. Because when you're Bob Baffert and you're she cl- that, going That f- much was obvious is the second she sent you an email. <laughs> the second she sat down and was like, all right, that's it. I'm right. Uh, yeah. How insecure do you have to be to search out someone's email like that and go around and read articles? Well, apparently this is kind of her. She does this. It's like the Dan Dockich mantra. Uh, she also mentioned at one point in this email that she was a former reporter. Uh, so I realize horse racing isn't a mainstream sport. And as such, it's easy to gloss over accurate descriptions, but it's important to get it right. As a former reporter, someone who's affected by this, I cringe at some, most in fact, reporting I see related to it. She no. also woman's like she kept woman explaining to me. She sent wow, me articles to watch. That's embarrassing. Uh, but uh, kindly said all the best when she signed off. So <laughs> that was a that's just part of the email too. There's, it's a pretty lengthy one. Um, like Medina's spirit wasn't using any medication; he was given. A skin ointment. <laughs> it's like, of course. 
The horse wasn't like back there just. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Well, it's a junkie. Oh, man. I think I saw it walking around Louisville the night before just looking for any sort of smack. <laughs> Anything it could But it's get. like you, you open yourself up to criticism when you do what Bob Baffert did on Monday. We loved it. It was hilarious. But, like, come on. What's what's her purpose in that email? Is, is, that, is that coming straight from the horse's mouth? No pun intended. <laughs> Old Bobby telling him, check out all these stories. This, if there's any discrepancies, hit him up. Hey, stand by your man. That's what she's doing right now. Yeah. Like, uh, was that Loretta Lynn who sang that? Not sure. It was one of those. Uh, Sounds right. It, it, that is pretty hilarious, she emailed <laughs> That's great. <laughs> is there any chance, speaking of Medina Spirit, is there any chance that horse wins the Preakness? Yeah. It's a good I horse. I say it's pretty, yeah, it's like a huge I favorite. Just, I just don't see it. Well, I, I don't see I, that favorite I mean, you can try to it, beat it. So, like, do you think, like, any owners will tell their jockeys, like, eh, Cut it off. <laughs> no, like, yeah, like, uh, make sure it doesn't win this race. Give they're a they're, bump. they're bad. Feel free to kind of give a little bumpy bump. Got a little Sean Payton over here. We got yeah. <laughs> bounty. But, but like the thing is, is I like I typically, if I don't like the horse, just objectively, I'm gonna try to beat it in the Preakness almost every year. I haven't really handicapped the race enough to know like what because there's only four Derby or only three Derby horses running it. Midnight Bourbon, keep me in mind, and uh, Medina Spirit. But concert tour is good. I'll probably have him try to beat it in uh, Rumbauer. Ran third in the Bluegrass Days. Decent speed. I, I, I haven't like really looked at it, but I think it can be beaten. Uh, but in all honesty, Justin, when you go almost wire to wire like Medina Spirit did in the Derby, it's got less distance to cover this time. So, you know, should suit the, should suit the horse well. And, that, and that's the reason why a lot of horses win the first two legs because the second time out, they don't got to run as far. Yeah. Hey, all right, let's go to another break, and uh, we got breaking news. Hey, when... Stand By Your Man, by the way, is by Tammy Wynette. Ah, wrong classic Thanks, female Levi. country artist. Yeah. We've got breaking news when we return here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Charlie, there is enough cough medicine in there to kill a gorilla. If you keep eating it, you're not going to last five minutes. With Walker and Roush. Bro, I can handle my sedatives. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio 96.1 FM. 14.50 a.m., T.J. Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your Wednesday morning. Went to uh, Salsaritas yesterday. Delicious. Love seeing that place with a good long lawn. Makes me happy. Then I just had ordered on the app so I can just go pick up my stuff and not have to wait in the line, of course. But you can do that, too. You can skip the line and you can save money. I had two dollars. I, I I don't. I think I just have like I'm grandfathered into getting discounts at Salsaritas every time. Mm, that's awesome. No you big got deal. so many referrals. No no big deal. But uh, yeah, keep keep the referrals coming. Why why the heck not? 
I got a delicious. I was gonna. I said earlier in the show yesterday I was gonna get a burrito. I chickened out. Went with the taco salad, but still just drowned about a billion chips. And uh, the blue Powerade was delicious. The wife got three soft tacos, which the way the soft tacos are kind of like mixed together, it's it almost seems like it's like a burrito. Yeah. Like, you know, like an open-faced burrito, if you will. Yeah. It's it's intriguing. It's also a little on the messy side, so I'm anti. Well, it is. The, and they the nasty st- She gets, like, sour cream and guac and stuff. So All the stuff that you think it's is a, gross. It's a huge mess, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's really not a mess. You just got to know how to eat a soft taco. You got to fold one of the ends in. That's Please it. explain to me how you just eat Just fold one taco. of the ends in, make it like a little boat. Yeah, Can't fall it, out it, one side. Basically a burrito, yeah. as TJ said. They've got two locations, Middletown and St. Matthews. Woo! Check them out. Middletown has a drive-thru. You don't have to get out of your car. But wherever you go, download the app. It's going to save you some money. Salsaritas, you can refer a friend. They will get a free entree. You'll get 10 free dollars to Salsaritas. It's a great deal. Good folk. Delicious mm-hmm. food. I've got some more good news, too. I want to hear it. Uh, 51,000 people attended the Kentucky Derby. hey They were able to trace only 10 cases of coronavirus back to Track. Yeah, it's wow. a joke. Everything's not open up, and it's a joke yeah. that we're not getting curfew until and, two, Memorial three, Day two weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's like we're opening, we're we're ending the curfew. It's like we'll in be good by then, but not now. Yeah, and like for all the people who, when you say open it up, they're like, "Well, what's not open? Like, are you are you serious? Have you not? Yes, they're open, but with limited capacity. Like, there's restrictions. There are rules that you have to abide by, and. It all feels a little unnecessary. Yeah, I, th- I think like we have turned the corner. Folks that don't feel comfortable can still mind their own business as they've been able to do during this whole pandemic. And uh, I think people now have been able to have long enough to make the decision if they want the vaccine. Hopefully they did. And then if they don't, making those risks to go out, Roush, and, and live with the mm-hmm. virus that still is out there, but not nearly as prevalent as yeah. it once was. I, and, and as much as, uh, like, I, I feel bad for Fauci because he means well, and but he's become a villain of sorts for folks, kind of like a character to poke fun at. But when he said that, well, next Mother's Day, we will be close to normal. And it's like, dude, there were like 80,000 people at Cowboy Stadium last night. Did you? Did you not see that? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Come on, guy. Um, but hey, getting back to normal just in time for the summer. Good to be outside. And actually, like the last few days, it's been nice. We've been waking up cool mornings, getting 60s in the afternoon. <sighs> I've been loving it. Great time to break in that big Xbox Radio golf cart, too. Oh, wow. You're going with the du- double dip. Well, Here, because I actually am. Th- I think this year I'm going to do a twofer because – if I get one for my dad for Father's Day to go play places like Chariot Run, uh, Jeff Elks, uh, Old Capital, I got to get a second one so I can play those courses with him for less than twenty five bucks a round. So I think we're going to do the twofer. And here's the thing too: I'll let him keep both of them because I'm not going to be able to play every time. Then he can bring a pal with him. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. what a son that yeah, is. That's seriously. really good looking. And you can go to BigXSportsRadio.com to get yours. Or call eight one two seven two five fourteen. 57. NFL schedule comes out tonight, which means I always forget this every year. It just leaks throughout the day. Well, we'll, they, we'll, we'll know almost every team's schedule. We'll get at least the, like, I think week ones are pretty much out by now. I love that it leaks too. I, I just want to know who the person that's leaking it. That's like, you well, want you week know six? People at ESPN you want week six? Have to be ticked. Uh, I'm not giving you week six then. No, no, no. I'm going to go give it to NBC. 
All right, NBC, what about week nine? You want week nine? I can give you week nine. Because you'll get random ones. You're right. It usually starts with, like, you know, Thanksgiving. It'll be either the opening weekend or some of the big games, Thanksgiving Day or Mm -hmm. something like that. But, folks, what we've all been waiting for, Jameis Winston, Jordan Love, Packers Saints week one. Let's bring it on, baby. (laughs) Sunday, September 12th. This NFL opening schedule is huge for me, Roush, because there's two big – well, one's probably off the table, sadly. But Green Bay plays in Cincinnati. Oh, nice. I'm having a baby in October. Oh, well. I need this game to, to be either September. be in September or November. Or, like, November, yeah. December. Yeah. Yeah, I need it to be – Early and now September twelfth already off the table. I didn't think the Packers were going to open in Cincinnati. Oh, would have been awesome though. Mm-hmm. It would have been a really good time if that were to happen. But uh, so that's important to me. And then the wife's a Browns fan. They're going to Lambeau. Our plan was to go up to that game, and then she had to go getting knocked up and whatnot. Yeah, whose fault is that? Jeez. Hey, it is. I'm no kidding. Hey, if keep Aaron, hands off you. If Aaron Rodgers isn't with the Packers, we still go to that Bengals game. Yes. I mean, uh, again, assuming I I can, yeah. but yeah. Absolutely. Packers yeah. are an hour away, and I get to go see them. Hell yeah. yeah. You kidding me? That's my favorite Packers I'm game just, to go I'm, to, the one I, I have to travel, travel the least. I'm still just trying to figure out where the line in the sand is with your Aaron Packer Rogers fandom love. versus Aaron Rodgers. I Packers am first. team Packers. Yeah. I, Aaron Rodgers being a huge baby in all of this. He's a dork. He is. And I if, I don't want Green Bay to trade. And let him rot or let him make him retire or let him come to his senses and come enjoy an awesome team for the next at least one season. It's the whole thing has been a mess that's been fabri- that's been completely made out of thin air by him. The thing that uh still the best quarterback of all time though. The the difference too in that folks liking like Patriots fans still liking Brady after he left is that it was kind of a it's it's just not working out anymore. Like that that felt more like a mutual well, type and, deal because Brady's yeah. what forty two. It was kind of like almost like a son going to college. Like go spread your wings, Brady. You know you only got a few more years. Go get like, paid. Yeah. You, you've been just sacrificing so much for us. And there's Whereas, a little difference between like thirty Super Bowls and just one. Right. Also. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, there's 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 a lot more difference to that. Uh, but if if he went to the AFC, would you? Still watch him and be like, kind of cheering for him on the side on Sundays. I would think on the in the NFC, I would still you would love not. watching him. It would just hurt. It would. Yeah. No, yeah, could, NFC would suck. Like if he was with the 49ers, you would just be you know steamed. that when Vikings played the Packers with Favre, it was just like this is hor- like this is my worst nightmare. Like this sucks. <laughs> it really did suck. Jets, I didn't care as much, but Vikings were horrible. Rodgers, it's just you can't not watch that dude throw football. He's too good. So yes, I'd still watch him. It would just. Mm-hmm. Uh, inside it'd be eating at me. All right, opening week. We also got Browns at Kansas City. That'll be a fun one. Yep. Break, uh, Baker Mayfield, Mahomes. Bringing, running back that playoff game last year with the Browns. Gosh, they could have gotten him. They just let it slip oh, away. Choked it away. My poor wife. She oh, was so excited man. during and that And then uh, Bucks are opening it up by hosting the Cowboys on that Thursday night. I mean, like, of course we got to get the freaking Cowboys. I, we it's, watched, at, it's in Tampa, though, right? Yeah, yeah. They're raising the banner. So Cowboys on Thursday night? Yeah, God. We, we get the Cowboys so much in primetime, and they're stupid. Ooh, they're playing the Giants. Or, oh, like, we got week one. We matchups. got week one. Tampa Bay right, will we'll beat you, them by three touchdowns. We'll tell you the week one games when we return here. Oh, there's some good ones. Is it? It's not. 
Hold on. Maybe boss man fat no. pick off Tom Brady pick six to open up the week. Wow! In only four months from the day. Wow! We're basically We're there. We're doing it. All right. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Go. Hour two. Go, and go, a jam-packed go. and very hostile text line when we return here on KRC. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Wow, shots fired. Nick Roush just told me Steelers' Twitter accounts suck, and there's not enough information out there about Pittsburgh. Maybe you're not following the right accounts. Well, the the one go-to that people use a lot is Steelers Depot, and they're so annoying. They, they, they Instagram, they, they, they put out a bunch of, like, I don't care about all these stupid little Photoshop garbage. Like, and it's just, it's, it's not good. It's not good. I need to find a nice, nice, good Steelers followers. Because for me, that, 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 the, it led down this road because the Steelers are opening against the Buffalo Bills. It's going to be an L. Not great, Bob. But I, I was trying to think, well, you know what? This could be fun if Benny Snell has a good season. Their offensive line was bad, but I don't know if it was due to injuries or not because a lot of the Steelers accounts I follow just stink. So, Justin, was it the offensive line getting hurt or do they just stink? Oh. All I know, Nick, is that I have never heard of Steelers Depot, so you probably should not trust that okay, at so, all. So what should I um, What should I be following? I just follow the Steelers team Twitter. They, they That's do a pretty enough. good job. I, I need like a journalist to like call them out for when they suck. Is <laughs> his Twitter account to follow is this team account? That's, yeah, like, that, come I mean, on, yeah. Justin. I don't. I don't follow like uh, reporters. I follow for the like Steelers. the athletic reporter. Who does He's the, okay. Who does He's the, the lock, You should listen to Locked On Steelers. Okay, I'll give the, it a try. The Locked On podcast idea does it. I like Damashek, but he's not as like in tune. He does bigger stuff than that. But. The the Locked On podcast like idea is pretty genius. Like, hey, we're gonna just give you like twenty minutes, thirty minutes a day. Just what's up? If there's anything new, if there's not nothing new, then we'll figure something to talk about. Does Kentucky still have one? Is it? No, it was Kyle Tucker, and then I thought it went to. It was at Curtis, but now Curtis is with JMI. So I don't. I don't. It might actually have gone away, but I know the guy who did the Arkansas one. He got paid nicely to just like do twenty minutes a day. Sounded pretty easy. I bet. Like uh, I, I think that. Well, missed opportunity for the Kentucky one should get us goobers to just. What if we just did twenty minutes to KRC and twenty minutes of a shrickly for that? Boom, double pay time. Oh. were made in the shade. But anyway, listen to the Steelers on. one. I listened to the Packers one. I like the guy. He, okay. he, does, he does a good job. And I'll then I listen to a Red Sox one, which is not every day. And she kind of just kind of does it, I guess, when she feels like it. But she's pretty good, too. Uh, so it, it kind of makes you feel a little bit more connected in that regard. But, no, I don't okay. know if the Steelers' offensive line is good or not. I know it was really bad last year, though. So we do have more matchups out now, Woo! though. Uh, Panthers-Jets, uh, who cares? Uh Trevor Lawrence will open his start his career against Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans? Question mark. Who knows what the hell is going to be going on there? Cardinals Titans should be a good game. 
Kyler Murray versus uh, Derrick Henry. Yeah, yeah, should that, be a good that, one. That's exciting. Washington football team of Washington, Jamin Davis, will get to play Justin against Herbert. the San Diego Superchargers. That was his favorite team growing up. He was a big Chargers fan, big LT fan, so that's uh, uh, good for him. That'll be fun. Uh, Pat's Dolphins. Uh, Lynn Bowden gets to shut down Belichick in week one. You skipped one in the front. In and the then first Browns picture. Chiefs. Oh, wait, did, I, did I skip one? I thought you did. I just am reading the CBS games. So did did you say that. the Jets Panthers? He did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Horrible game. Sam Darnold versus the Jets. Oh, I knew there you was some connection me? there. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty great. Nice. People, people forget. Yeah, and then uh, Browns Chiefs. That's going to be great. Vikings opening up at the Bengals supposedly, which is kind of random. TJ, it, I've got to call you out because you've said it twice. Broncos now. at Giants, Seahawks at Colts, Eagles at Falcons, 49ers at Lions. I think we named them all. What's up? Call me out. I, I, just, I, I just don't see where you're seeing Chiefs-Browns being a good game. I think Chiefs will beat them by two Did touchdowns. Did you not close. watch the last the, game the Browns played I'm last just year? Saying, you lose your dingus. No, well, wasn't it the AFC divisional game, too? I will, so this was like a spot to play in the AFC championship to yeah, go. Yeah, and the Browns are winning. Yeah, and the Browns most of the game. had Even a great chance Mahomes, to win. Holmes was hurt, but still. Nick, you'll figure it out. when hey, Once you're on Steelers, in Steelers Nation, you just you got to fade the Browns every chance you can. They're they're gonna they're horrible. They've always been horrible. They're always they're gonna too, be horrible. Uh, God, Justin. Justin. I won't I won't come off that one, boys. I you think know that, what? I think you're stuck in like your old UK football ways, buddy. Like times change. Nah, Browns yeah, Indiana, are Indiana. You beat Michigan last yeah, year. Yeah, you beat you Michigan know? last year. When when Browns win something, let me know. Well, winning something's like you know when it's been a while since the Steelers won something, but they have. Browns never have. But, Browns never even got there. But the funny thing about time, Justin. We'll see. I mean, I'll eat. I'll, I'm more than happy to eat crow when I'm wrong. I don't think the Browns are going to win the AFC this year because it's tough to win the AFC. It's tough to win the NFC. It's tough to get to a Super Bowl. It's why only two teams can do it each year. But they're good. Like that, I think. Yeah, they're they're good. Uh, all right, let's get. We got to get to this text line. Yeah. It's going to be a doozy because oh, we yeah. have covered a ton of yeah. topics already. This is uh, this is going to be one of those like. Hey, everybody, you never listened to KRC before? Jam-packed show today. Let's get to it. And the first text is great gambling advice. I took it right away. The Phoenix Suns, to win the title this year at plus 1,400, has incredible value. Firmly believe they have enough to win it all. They play extremely well as a cohesive unit. Get that future bet in now. They've got the Devin Booker clutch factor, Chris Paul old man factor, trying to get a ring I before his time's over. I just about trusting Aiton against some of the premier bigs in the West. Davis and who? Or Jokic, I guess. Yeah. But, um, hey, you know what, though? 20 bucks to win 300 Ah, why not? It's hey, just speak, money. Speaking of value out in Phoenix, <laughs> you can get the Arizona Cardinals to win their division at, like, plus 750 or something. Really? That's To me, that's pretty good value. I think that's They're going to be a value. great team. Yeah. I mean, the 49ers. The, that, that's the a NFC very West difficult is, division. Is loaded. Yeah, but, yeah. like, you know, they would have – you would think as much as a shot as just about anybody, or at least better odds than that. So good looking there, Justin. Yep. A and in that division, it may just be if a if a quarterback or significant player goes down, it's like the last team standing may be the one that ends up winning. The I just thought it. There. I just thought it was so interesting because all the other three teams in that division were like plus a hundred, plus two hundred, and then you got the Cardinals at plus what was it? It was like six fifty, seven hundred. Like what? Oh my gosh! I know it's the Green Bay is going to end up probably being the weekend of the LSU game. So instead of having like a football mecca And then weekend, you're going to have a baby right before. have a human life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, Texter says, I do not understand leaving a... Oh, uh, Texter says, clink to Michigan. Thanks, Roush. <laughs> I do not understand leaving a rising Kentucky for a sinking ship to Michigan. Harbaugh will be fired in no more than two years. Just doesn't make sense. Two years may be a little generous. If they have a bad season, if they have a season not up to what their fans' expectations are, see you, which are to probably compete with Ohio State for the division. Like, I mean, they, really, they, just I think be- they'll be okay. Probably just, not winning because realistically, they know they're not. But they want to be right once. there. They, they, it's just got to beat them once. It's not happening this year. And and that's the thing about college football too. The value of beating your rival is so. I mean, it is so damn important. Big, and, and it's, you, but it's so delicate because you only get one shot at it. Yeah. And then you get to wait. And mm-hmm. then you only get one shot. So when you are the better team, you, you best got, take care yeah, of business. Yeah. Stop Lamar Jackson. Hey, and you know what, though? Like, Ohio State, they got to break in a new quarterback this year. Granted, Olave's back. They're, I'm okay. What am I kidding? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Just quit it. Michigan's not beating Ohio State. I think you're underrating Zegarowski. He'd be neck and neck with Pippen. IMO. You're probably right about that. And I and I said yesterday it was the player that I've seen the littlest of, but his stats are really eye-popping. The games I've seen of him, impressive. So I probably am. You're probably right, Texter, about that. And uh, but it doesn't seem like he's actually gonna enter the portal. So he may not be realistically an option. Right? Yeah. Don't think so. But yeah, there's yeah. Yeah, don't know where that's going. But, um, well, just because I don't think that all of the portal pipe dreams have been rumored portal pipe dreams. And the first one and it's is like already Kentucky's going to the NBA. Like, like Marcus Carr is yeah, it, going to the NBA. It's not like Kentucky's missed on a portal pipe dream that has gone to another college, right? No, I don't. Because uh, oh, most of them are guards. Do they really want that Marshall transfer that went to L? No. I mean, for a second, it was like Dylan Disu. He was good again, but like that was never really but a thing. Kentucky never reached out. Yeah. Um don't I mean, think really, they have, which you can say who cares, doesn't matter, blah, 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 convince people not to go pro. Okay, you convince people not to want to advance their careers to, instead to tell them to go back to a classroom. Good yeah. luck. It was kind of weird seeing Jamin Davis like still in the classroom. And another thing that's pretty hard for like some people to understand, if Wheeler was a great shooter, he'd be in the be in the NBA. I mean, come on. Like, there are a reason that you're going after transfers that are contemplating maybe going pro or maybe playing college. The best of the best don't contemplate that. So, yeah, I wish Kentucky got Jaden Hardy. We all do. But you know what? Instead, if you end up getting the third best passer in college basketball, that's something to keep an eye on. All right, what do we got next? Uh, We have a texter that says... Uh, Jimbo on is uh, 2022 mock draft had J.D. Davidson, Kennedy, Chandler, and Ty Ty in the top 15. Three freshman SEC point guards. Best league in the country next I, year. I am starting to think the SEC will be the best conference it's in basketball. Just, it's going to just mean more. I really do. And that, you know, bias take, blah, 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 blah. But they, they've they been they've been solid for a little bit. And ACC, I just, UNC's taking a step back. Louisville's expectations aren't normal U of L expectations. Duke. Should be good, but who knows? Virginia should be solid as well. 
I, I just I don't I, Syracuse lost a couple of their good players, but brought in like six more Bayheim, so we'll see how that works. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think it'll be better than the ACC. Big Twelve should be solid. Texas will be better. Baylor ain't going anywhere. Kansas is Kansas, and then Big Ten will be good. So it'll be one of those three. But I do think the SEC will maybe have more NBA talent than the other conference. I don't think that's. Uh, too hot of a take. A texter says, this is the clink scale news, impacts any recruits. Wouldn't surprise me to see Caldwell follow him, but anyone else mostly concerned about the Wades and Afari. Wades no. are lock solid. Yeah, Afari too. Like He's recruited by, by Vince. But Roush did mention Caldwell's probably somebody that you're going to see drop, and that would stink, but that's that's also big boy recruiting, and we'll see what Kentucky can, can do to make it better. A texter says, Remy Martin, oh yeah, the Arizona State guy, mm-hmm. announced that he's doing the pro, but maybe looking at college options if he does come back. So uh, that guy, he's awesome. Uh, that'd be somebody I'd love for Kentucky to be able to get, but they're like he's not maybe going to play college basketball. So. Yeah. And I think the way that Kyle put it out there was like, Kansas is in play for Washington and Wheeler, uh, and now that Martin's available, they're probably going to go all in on Martin. Kansas like, would? Yeah, yeah. Which, It'd be a great game. Remy Martin's a really good player, but so the Washington is as well. He's a good player, and uh, and obviously Wheeler is too. Hoosier Dingus is correct. Squirrels are omnivores and will eat even baby birds. Wow. That's such a like disgusting and terrifying sight that I'm disappointed in you, Texter, for even putting that into our brains. You know, there's... A cute little squirrel just going to town on a baby bird. There's one scenario seemingly every week on this show where I regret not fighting back. That was my moment yesterday. I don't I have no idea why I didn't fight back when you all were telling me, "Oh, they're herbivores." Yeah. No, they're not. They you know squirrels will even eat baby snakes. How about that? Ooh. So yeah, they're going to be fat as hell on some cicadas. Do they eat baby iguanas? I'm glad I never had to find find out. That's a good Would answer. Would have been traumatizing. There. Yeah. Texter says, "All right, apologies for us being wrong about baby squir- or yep, little squirrels." You did it. You got something right they, for once. They <laughs> Hey, I didn't mine wasn't, one a week. Back, mine wasn't backhanded, Justin. Texter <laughs> says, "UL still only has one kid signed in this upcoming recruiting class and that is a three-star." Th- wait. Oh, for basketball? It's sad how the fan base is okay with how much of a bum program they are now when they had a Heisman not even four years ago. Non-passionate fan base like that is okay with poor results. You know what? I call those types of people absolute bums, says one texter. I thought they had two commits. The uh, Popeye or the Sweet Pea. Popeye. Yeah, whatever his name was, and then the quarterback. Sweet Pea. Whatever. I think it was Popeye. (laughs) I thought they had two kids, but – I think U of L fans, the realization has sat in that they're never going to dominate conferences like they used to back when they were in weaker conferences. And enter Clemson. And and you'll have some U of L fans that are realistic and say, that's okay. We just want to be competitive. And that should be the, the mark. But there's still some Roush that think they're going to go back to like the heyday of when they were riding off Conference USA championships and an AAC championship. Mm-hmm. That's not gonna. That's just not gonna happen. And you got such. And and it's so sad. And I and I and I'm saying this to somebody that has been there, can relate to it, can currently relate to it. But when you look at the top of the conference, and they're recruiting, and in Louisville's case, it's Clemson, and in Kentucky's case, it's Alabama. It's like that is that's the mark. And it's so overwhelming to think how you're going to get there. Right. But I think Kentucky fans are enjoying and, and enjoy the climb well, because, and enjoy like you know starting to push back on some SEC programs. I don't know where Louisville fans are finding their joy. See, here's the thing, uh, TJ. 
as you mentioned, they're used to overachieve, like beating up everybody that stinks, but being they're used to being a big fish in a little pond. They don't know how to be a medium fish in a enormous pond. They just they they, they can't figure that they out. Really, yeah, that's, that's so, kind of like, well said. It's really just boomer bust. Like we're either in the college football playoff or we stink. Like there's no in between for them. And I think and you're starting to see the reset of expectations, but like there's a big fight for that. Yeah, yeah. That they the the days of dominating conferences are are long over. I do wonder if a U of L fan would be candid with you if like if they could say, hey, you want to go back to conference? You say, would you do it? I do wonder a candid answer. And maybe U of L fans would say, you know what? I don't really know. It was a hell of a American, lot more fun winning, but it, now now having, the equivalent would be American. Yeah. I think because you you get like two good games. You get and your you had Central Cinc- Florida and Cincinnati's and a rival. Cincinnati Memphis is a rival. I mean, look, you bring back all your old rivals: Memphis that's State, Cincinnati. That's a good. They point. love to call Trevor loves to call it Memphis State too. Big U of L fan. Yeah, it is. They love it. You, you know what? It's kind of that sounds a hell of a lot more fun than like what Wake Forest. Yeah. Syracuse. Cares, yeah. Boston College. Right. Isn't that so depressing that Louisville just had so much? success in that conference and then they it's just been nothing in the ACC so I mean I can see it from a little perspective Clemson like it's been tough and then even when UofL first came in it was kind of Florida State so and as we met I mean this is goes back to the bigger realignment thing where you have problems with playing teams you don't have established connections to where you're you're hating Cincinnati over the barrel the keg of nails you know like uh the biggest loser in all of this is Nebraska. They've lost a bunch of their natural rivals. You think Nebraska fans get fired up to play Rutgers? Hell no. They at least get fired up when they play against Kansas. Luckily, or, that's only know. once every four years or so. Right, but you, you you catch my drift. Realignment stinks for the most part. You benefit oh, I financially. Love, I but, love realignment. But like that was such chaos. losing the big rivals like Missouri not playing their like not not playing Kansas every year. Missouri they can't stand it. Missouri fans hate that. No, you're right. Like it, it hasn't really caught on. It's any like Texas A&M's caught on in the SEC. I think. Yeah, that, they, they just missed the Texas game, but they can still talk trash to Texas from afar, which I think they might even like more. No, I think that Texas A&M, Texas A&M loves where they're at. I don't think they have any qualms with it. But like they, I'm just trying to think of some of the realignment and like, does any of them feel normal yet? You're talking about talking trash and Texas A&M. Did you hear what he said about Alabama last week? We, Jimbo Fisher? Yeah, again. That's just I don't know why people always get what so offended idiot. when people have confidence in their employ like who who employs them. It was hilarious Saban's response to at golf. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was good. That was a classic. Yeah. It was a good one. Candid Saban, you rarely get that. So I hope Saban has a long enough retirement where we get to hear from him more. Because I think that dude would be kind of fascinating just to hear talk and, football candidly. Yeah, and when he does TV like whenever uh, the one time that he's not in the national championship game, like he's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. and like when he seems happy, kind of. Yeah. Not exactly. No. TJ, you uh, what do you got? I was just gonna say I'm not a big reader, but I would be extremely interested in a biography of Nick Saban. Audiobook. There we go. Audio. There we go. <laughs> I'm a good listener. <laughs> yeah, yeah. TJ, U of L fans are having a seizure that you said UK football shouldn't be losing assistance to Michigan. Such a simple tweet, but such a wild profound effect. effect. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, got to be honest, I'll be pretty disappointed if we add Wheeler now and Pippen, Zeg, and, or Alvarado end up hitting the pool. Well, but you don't know that. Uh, bird in the hand worth two in the bush, and you've got four in the bush, and none of them. Like you, so I'll be. So a lot of them might stay in the bush. Uh, okay. 
a lot of bush talk. I will. Uh, George. I will say that that text is okay. I've got no issues with it. You're allowed to be disappointed if mm-hmm. that happens. But one, Alvarado ain't going anywhere, or he'll go pro. He's not leaving Georgia. He's not going to another college. Zegarowski would have been great. Would have been fun. Doesn't seem like he's going to be in the portal. Pippen, same boat. I, I would, I, you know, I'd love to hear what Chris Fisher thought about. Like, did something change with Pippen? Was he actually, you know, was what? What's the deal with him? Because he kind of had the inside track on that one. So that'd be interesting to know. But uh, it's going to be Wheeler, folks, and I and I'm perfectly all right with it. Somebody that can get inside of a defense and kick out, find the open person. That's what this team needs. Uh, average, you know, steel numbers were solid. I think he'll be a good enough defender. How many times have we seen little guards just kind of tear up Kentucky, including Wheeler? Um, or get inside it, tear up Kentucky's defense, I should say. Well, Wheeler hopefully will be able to defend those little guards too. So it's just a nice option to have somebody that's such a good passer. The assist numbers are great, but the shooting numbers are hard to get past. If you told me he shoots 30% from threes next year, I'd take it in a heartbeat. But 23% is horrific. It is terrible. 23% is really bad. Mm-hmm. But he shot 32% his freshman year when he had Anthony Edwards. So I think he'll be shooting at worst high 20s, but I think See, he'll be in the 20s. In a, in a- Here's his shot's not the prettiest, but he does have confidence in it. I, hate, I, think I that hate trying to sound like a salesman because, like, I don't need to sell severe wheel or being a good point guard. But hey, good distributors are better when they're surrounded by better players. the The guys he's going to be playing around this year and be exponentially better than what Georgia had last year. And also in that Anthony Edwards team, they had Claxton too. Claxton was well, really they, yeah. Did you look it up? I think you're right. I'm pretty sure. Gosh, that, that was a good team. Right, exactly. That was Tom Crean's first year. Like that should have been a good team, but and they know. had the halftime lead against Kentucky. What? Oh, hang a banner. How much is Severe Wheeler they even going to be? Beat him last year. Which, funny enough, how much is he even going to be shooting in an offense? Shouldn't like be Kentucky? shooting at all. Right. That's exactly. that's the thing. Like, why are we so worried about his shooting percentage? He's he's not going to be a shooter. Oh, I I you know he doesn't I, need to be a shooter. It it. Triggers me big time. If <laughs> it's like people seeing uh, it's the you have same, fans seeing the Michigan tweet is using the severe. It's wheeler. the same dinguses that were just getting triggered about Calipari, and it's the same dinguses that, to be quite frank with you, made this fan base just miserable this past season. You all need to shut up at the first thing you don't agree with. And I've seen a lot of reasonable takes of people being like, "Yeah, I, I would have preferred some other people, but." But, let, you know, Cal's got a plan. Or let, I hope it works out. I, I hope he's better than I think he'll be. That's fine. You're allowed to have opinions on dudes. But the whininess of the fan base and every little chance you get, like, part of your part of you all are an issue in this fan base. I don't – you just are. You're losers. You, and you need you need more people to tell you that. You need more friends to tell you, you need that somebody you're, to humble you. You do. No, you just need people that are going to be honest with you because then you'll learn from it. Wheeler's going to be a fine addition. Is it the slam dunk superstar like Hardy that's going to push Kentucky to a national championship or anything else would be underwhelming or disappointing? No, it's not. And that I wish that I wish it was the alternative. But it's really hard to convince people not to get hundreds, hundreds or millions of dollars. That's a hard sell. I don't care how good the recruiting staff is. But it's the same people, Roush. It is. Mm-hmm. It's the same people who are rushing to gas stations to load up on gas because they think that it's going to run out. Uh, 71% of the gas stations in Metro Charlotte do not have gasoline because people are panicking. Idiots. As if we didn't learn from the toilet paper thing. It's a supply Which you'd have some thing. of those people be like, 
we did learn from the toilet paper thing. That's why we need to hoard it, baby. No, no, no. Like, no, it no. was fine. It was always there. Right. You just bought up all of it. And, and if nobody a couple else... stations in your town or the supplier don't have gas, then you can find another station that will because it's different suppliers. That's what it is. Yeah. There are some gas stations that... They don't have gas in Louisville a, right now, It's a specific too. brand. Yeah, isn't yeah. that? I forget who it is, but... I don't know. I know Anyways, everybody just calm down yeah, and be nice Jesus. to each other. Let's breaks. go to a break. Speaking of a break, hey. commercial break. Right after we talk about Bobby Cook Golf Academy, because Bobby Cook is the best guy to fix your golf swing. It's broken. We all know it. I know it. It That's the case. But Bobby Cook can fix it with his three indoor simulators in southern Indiana, right off exit four. It's an easy drive from anywhere in Kentuckyana. It's a lovely, spectacular facility. Uh, give him a call at 812 913 4415 or visit Bobby Cook Golf Academy. That's Cook with an E. BobbyCookGolfAcademy.com to schedule your appointment today. Getting some irons fitted today. And when I get those clubs in, you better believe Bobby Cook's going to straighten me out. We're making it happen this summer starting at Bobby Cook Golf Academy. We'll be right back. This is Nick Rouse, TJ Walker, and Justin Kalen on Kentucky Roll Call. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Remember the time Bobby tackled the referee by mistake? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. How about the time he tackled the guy from Louisville and threw him into the stands? <laughs> <laughs> We're on the microphone, MCs. You like the way we swing? Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. Did you know that Genesis Diamonds was started by a former diamond wholesaler? What? The same people who used to sell only to jewelry stores now sell to the public. Real direct importer, no middleman prices on precious diamonds. Genesis Diamonds, all about diamonds on Shelbyville Road, next to the Shelbyville Road, uh, in the Shelbyville Road Plaza, next to Trader Joe's. All right, Roush, uh, do you want to mention that crazy thing you talked about during the break? I do need to mention this. Uh, Bob Caslin, you probably don't. Who, you know, it would be really great if we uh, had familiar, but... a, if we had the audio clip. Ooh. Uh, yeah, good luck. Fine. I, I I don't even think he was tagged in the clip I saw of it. But Bob Caslin, he's a military man. He's been the president of South Carolina since 2019. Real wild card. Uh, like at one point, he just busted into the Greenville News and just started talking for like an hour. And it was completely on the record. And he was saying some wild stuff. He's He's been a wild card for quite some time. And over the weekend, at the commencement ceremony at williams Bryce Stadium, Bob Caslin congratulated the new graduates at California. Really embarrassing. And I mean, kind of equivalent somewhat if like you had Capaluto be like, I want to congratulate for the first time the graduates of the University of Louisville. Yeah, except it's not even like close. Like at California, across the country, he has no connections to Cal. People are like, what the hell? Where did California come from? Well, it came from a speech he stole. He plagiarized. This is what I didn't know. He plagiarized his commencement speech and has since offered his resignation, which has the state of South Carolina in turmoil because what makes this a unique position, not only is he a former military guy, he, he was a big deal, he was like a general or whatever, 
I don't know, something along those lines. But, like, the state house is right next to the school. And uh, apparently yesterday, five five different politicians spoke out, and most of them were on Kaslan's behalf. And now the Board of Trustees of South Carolina is like, well, do we keep this buffoon around who's a lot of people think he's just torpedoing athletics? Like, what, what do we do with this guy? He's a bit of a wild card. Do we keep him around? Do we do we abide by the politicians? What do we do? That's a, that's a situation uh, that's currently unfolding in Columbia. I would think that they would just accept his resignation, but, you know, you never know in the SEC. It just means more. Oh, man, South Carolina seems like a mess. Uh, not too long ago that they had a halfway decent football program, and even since then they went to a Final Four, which is crazy to think about. Uh, but that is the truth, and since then, it's really been a lot of nothing besides women's basketball, which has been pretty dominant. All right, uh, maybe a good baseball season, but I can't really remember at this point. No, they're number 20. They're playing in the U.K. this weekend. In Kentucky, Kentucky. Yeah, but I think they Suck had, had a good baseball run it was in the pro- past it was, several years. It was before Kaslin was there. Gotcha. Though. That okay. guy's the AD now. Oh, all right. They're, they're baseball gotcha. coach, yeah. yeah. Nice. And uh, kind of in hot water over the must champ thing. Hmm. Yeah, they're they're all in hot water in Williams Rice Stadium. That's a mess. Take care, just All right, I've talked myself into it. Would like Mintz back or one more guard as well, but that probably won't happen. Hey, if there's an extra spot, I've been saying forever not to count on Mintz coming back. I still stand by that. And if they want to bring in one other person, I don't. Yeah, it'd be fine by me. Go find an elite defender guard, just somebody that's versatile that can guard multiple positions. And then say, hey, we don't know how much you're going to play, but you're going to be able to do something nobody else can do. I'd be all right with that. But I don't think it's a bad thing to keep an open scholarship just in case. Yeah. Cal always does. But now in the portal, it actually kind of makes sense. Uh, minus 200 odds that Roush has said, Wheeler, I hardly know her before this text is read. <laughs> Joke's on you. The thing is, I think Roush read that text before and knew it. not to do it. Because I would have definitely had bet with you, Texter, and thought that we would have been rolling in the dough. I would have been on that bet, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the the pun that I wanted to use was, you will never believe what's going to happen next. Yeah, good thing you didn't. Gosh, yeah, yeah that would have been a lot worse. Yeah. <laughs> Glad you didn't do that. Considering Rouse told us all not to worry about the clean scale to Michigan buzz, and his old boss appears to know who it is, I see it's only fair he gives us all some KRC scoop. Suck it all, you Harbaugh. Suck it all, Harbaugh, you overrated, khaki-wearing, steak-and-milk-consuming clown. Can't wait to watch you get fourth in the Big Ten. Suck it. How's that for a wacky Wednesday text? Have a great day, guys. Uh, yeah, do you think who's my gonna, ex-boss just tells me stuff? Who's going to replace him? I mean, like, I've mentioned the guys that would have made sense. But, okay. But, like, guys that have made sense before doesn't always mean they get hired, you know? Stoops could do something wild here. He could get somebody nobody's talking about. And, honestly, if he had his druthers, he'd probably – this would be the opportunity to bring back Mike Stoops. But – I would ideally like somebody that's got some like already established recruiting relationships in some high schools across some area. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if he goes the NFL route, it doesn't seem like he'd be doing that. Well, the Cooley guy who's in the NFL, he at least spent a year at UT Chattanooga and then I think three years in the MAC between Kent State and Akron. So there's some experience recruiting, uh, just, you know, not at the big boy level. Uh, And I, I don't know specifically where he was recruiting at the time either. Um, but there's no doubt you've got to fill a void with Quink out on the out off the recruiting trail. Excuse me. Uh, 
Texter says, TJ focuses on Wheeler's one statistic of assists and he literally ignores everything else because it's awful. Turnovers, field goal percentage, three-point percentage, PER, win shares, etc. Does TJ ever get dizzy from trying to spin so much? This is the hater and loser of which there is just this guy. Uh, so didn't he have like two steals a game too? Yeah, I, I focus on more statistics and also like for not being a good shooter, he certainly found a way to put up some points uh, on a terrible, terrible Georgia team. Turnovers, field goal percentage per win share. Blah, 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 blah. He's a bad shooter. The turnovers I don't give one poop about. I don't because the people that gener- and Tyler Ulis is a freak was an absolute freak. And guess what? Look how much help Tyler Ulis had around him. But the other people ranked ahead of him in an assist on on the NCAA's website, Jalen Moore, Colby Ross, Cam Mack, Kendrick Davis, people may recognize uh, from SMU. Only Kendrick Davis has what like I would consider just an insane assist-to-turnover ratio, 7.6 assists, 2.4 turnovers. The other guys ahead of him all average over 3.5 turnovers per game. All of them. And they they some of them played for... Uh, pretty good teams, some of them not so so good at teams. But Wheeler has never had the luxury of playing 36 minutes a game and having help around him. Look, at, I would almost look at his shooting numbers when he had help around him, a little bit of help around him, his first year at Georgia opposed to when he had to kind of do more. His second year, he won't have to do as much. Mm-hmm. Just watch, Texer, watch his game, Watch just watch him play. Watch him play and imagine the shooters Kentucky's going to have around him. He goes on to say, you tweet about all those shooters, but only two of them will be on the floor at the time with Wheeler. Imagine thinking Cal would play Allen or Grady at the four. Couldn't be me. Hey, Hey, TJ, can you name a Kentucky basketball team that's had three shooters on the floor at once? I can. You can? Yeah. Really? Oh, I I was going to say his best teams didn't. Oh, well, no, they've had, but yes, they've had three shooters on the floor at times because they've had bigs that have been able to shoot. And really, like, one of the few exceptions was the worst shooting team that Cal had, and that was the first one because he would have, like, Bledsoe, Patterson would step out. And I guess oh, Wall yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, no, your, your, your like, point like, is like, right. Like, you play two shooters at once. You almost never have three on the court. I mean, even, and, like, I know, even I know. when you have good shooting point guards, there's usually another guard that's out there on the floor that's not a great shooter. Like, not everybody is always a great three-point shooter. If you want a team to have all great three-point shooters, then you're going to have deficiencies elsewhere. And like, also, you can't have it all. And also, uh, I mean, don't be surprised if Cal just has some fun in some games, maybe some blowout games where he does have the four shooters out on the floor before because he's done wa- wacky and wonky things like that before. And Kellen Grady at six foot five, no, you would not want him playing the four regularly, you goober. But don't be shocked if it happens. And also the funny thing about Keon Brooks can hit threes. Yeah. So uh, there would be another shooter, you dingus. Everything you come up with, I just swat back like it's this weak serve in ping pong. And TJ, you, you might got, break you the ball. Got, you got to you be, be, you gotta be better than this. Brooks, Toppins, Hopkins at the four. Oscar Collins, Ware at the five. Wheeler, point guard. So we'll only have two shooters on the floor at a time at the two and three spot. Wonderful. He's smaller, worse, Hagens. I mean, that's that's how you play basketball, though. And Hagen's would have been a starting point guard on a team that should have gone to a Final Four, choked yeah, he, in overtime. He screwed that up. And, yeah. and, and, again, asking probably a little bit too much of him out of a freshman. Mm-hmm. And then a sophomore year where that team was also poised to make a Final Four run. So mm-hmm. uh, if, is, if his basement is Hagen's, that's fine by me. Secondly, Toppin, 
Do I want him shooting outside threes? Not really. Brooks, I'm fine with it. Hopkins is going to surprise you, but you don't know Dude, what you're talking about with that. This guy's a high volume texter too. Oh yeah. And like the, the he's just oh, he restating so, his opinions he, he gets, too. He gets so uh, triggered. I see it's TJ is hard at work to spin this wheel news already. Calls him an underrated finisher when he shot 39 percent from the field. Is that bad? 40% is not that bad. Uh, excited to see more lineups. There's only two shooters on the floor. Cal ain't changing. He, yeah. he comes back a little bit later, too. I've got a re- uh, he, he comes back with the underrated finisher text in a bit, so we'll get back to that <laughs> okay, here in okay. a bit. Are U of O fans Closet Cat fans now? Haven't heard them say a word about their program in a long time, but they love following UK. They oh, really do. Boom Roasted. Boom Roasted. Uh, texture says, Roush, my daughter went to a concert, and we got her earmuffs, and she slept through it. We also used them on planes when she was really little. The problem is, is Duke is of the age where he's, I mean, he's walking around. He's not going to want to sit still. Like when we go places, he's got to be moving around. I took him to the volleyball place last night. It's, it can be a chore to keep him off the court. You know, he just likes moving and grooving. I don't, I don't know how chill he'll want to be. Best served to have a babysitter rather than haul him around. Uh, but I think I'm also buying tickets to two concerts today, which I'm freaking fired up. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm very fired up. TC from Lexington here, boys. So now it's looking like our backcourt is coming together with Wheeler and Washington. Now assume Brooks does come back. You ready to roll with that team? What would your expectations be? I don't know how much Brooks coming back is going to affect them or not. Because I don't I don't really know what to expect from him. Like because I, I feel like there still is a high ceiling with him. Uh but we haven't really seen consistency from him. So if I'm if I were Cal and it's going to be the lineup, I think I'm going to start with Wheeler, Washington, Grady, Brooks, and Shoeboy. And Have Collins off the bench. And, yeah. and you're going to bring Collins off the bench. You're going to bring Frederick off the bench. You're going to bring Allen off the bench. Yep. That Where, that is and, a deep team. It's yep. a long team. It's got shooting. It's got penetrators. It's got big. It's got muscles. It's got defense. It's got rebounding. It's got shot blocking. It's a good team. The issue is how it all meshes together. And I'm also going to be anxious to see does Ty Ty Washington grow the most with the ball in his hands? Do we want him to be, hey, come March, we're going to kind of need you to be the dude? Because while we love Wheeler's passing and what he's going to bring to the table, Washington's going to end up being a better player than Wheeler. Most would, I think, safely assume. So where do you go with that? And and how do you blend it in? Do you take some early lumps by letting Washington figure it out? Or do you let Wheeler kind of run the show until Washington's ready to take over? Washington, I think, is going to be able to play off the ball. But will he be at his best playing at the ball? That remains to be seen. We're all kind of guessing here. But I think that team's damn good. Uh, I think it's certainly... Certainly good enough to win the SEC. If you're good enough to win the SEC this upcoming season, you're certainly good enough to go to the Final Four. And if you're in the Final Four, you've got a shot at winning the championship. So I'm I'm ready for it. And then yeah. and then and you may be you may add somebody else. The the big thing for all of this is when I'm setting expectations is the I, I like having a, a reliable go to star for your your big March Madness teams. Can that become Keon Brooks? P.J. Washington did a fine job of it. I would prefer for it to be a guard because you get situations like where, you know, the Auburn deal where you should have been good enough for that. So I that that's that's the one that that'll be my one hesitation is the there's not a obvious go to star. That that is but I, I you know, unless you could get Zegarowski or Pippen, 
then yeah, you're you, I don't know if you're gonna... going to get an absolute start. Right. And, and and guys, Wheeler second team all SEC. He's done it in this conference before. Yes. And you all were so saying imagine him having more help in what he could do in this conference. It, it, I I'm 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 really speechless at what anybody else could say from that. And you all were saying earlier too how this is Cal's most specialized team. You don't need a star if it's Cal's most specialized team. Yeah, you still always want a star. Like best, I want a best, good go-to best, guy. I mean, best teams have go-to guys, and one will merge. Maybe Ty Ty Washington be, ends Grady. up being that star. Maybe it's Grady, twenty-three-year-old, allowing things to to come easier to him by having more help around him. We don't know what Cal has done is different than what he's ever done before. So we're all kind of guessing. He is bringing in a lot of great college players, mixed in with nice freshmen, not the cream of the crop like we have been used to, but really nice freshmen. And then maybe a couple nice returning pieces that you can get excited about. This is a real hodgepodge here, and I'm going to be kind of anxious to see how it all works out. Uh, Texter says, TJ, I'm going to need you to show your work on the comment, the higher number of assists, the higher number of turnovers. Not disputing being aggressive, but I believe that stat you want is a high assist-to-turnover ratio. In fact, you expect to have a greater discrepancy between the assist-to-turnover numbers, especially when describing a point guard. I'm not disparaging the kid and hope he does well, but I think the expectation should be tempered, and let's not gas this kid up too much. I think the expectations are you're getting a second-team All-SEC player that was one of the best passers in college basketball coming to UK to help find open people. That should be the expectation. If Wheeler needs to be a scorer for Kentucky, we are screwed. Yeah. If Kentucky has to rely on his scoring, we're in big trouble. And he did show his work, as you mentioned earlier. Like all the better assists yeah. guys out there and had it's more just, turnovers. And it's just kind of also common sense to some degree. If you drive more, you're going to be at a higher percent percentage to get it's an accident or yeah. get in an accident. Like if you drive more, it's just natural. So if you're going to be passing more, you're going to be more likely than other people to pick up some turnovers Playing in Tom Crean's offense, I, I don't know why we have to bring up so many different points to people, but they just they they dispute all of them. But if you're if you don't if you're not sold on Wheeler, I'm all right on that. It's the people that think he stinks. How did he stink? He shot 22 percent and still made second team All SEC. Imagine if he didn't shoot that poorly from three, and that also like your overall field goal percentage is going to be lower when you're taking. He took quite a bit of threes because so Georgia all stopped. your advanced stats and blah 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 still second team. Also, advanced. so imagine him playing with better people doing some good things. What what could happen? Advanced stats nerd sucked. Imagine thinking he's just going to get to Kentucky and like not know how to throw the ball, and he's just going to turn it over, and then Cal's not going to take him out, and UK is just going to be like, oh no, we've got to ask you again. I don't know. So, so, I, like he's, you're not going to have a guy who's just I'm dribble, dribbling out of bounds. There's no other way around. At least you're admitting it. I'm, tri- first I, I'm, 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 I'm triggered. Uh, you know what? I think this text will cheer you up. Though. Okay. Bullet East Beast here. Yesterday I was donating at CSL Plasma, saving lives. No big deal. As I was in line, I noticed one of the other donors wearing a lot of blue. Talking a bandana in the back pocket. Full-blown crip. Found this to be odd. Because I thought I was at a blood clinic. Oh, that's a nice joke, Bullet East Beast. Ah, ah. Yeah. Uh, Bullet East uh, Beast again. The uh, other day, y'all were talking about giving homeless people money, and it reminded me of an experience I had. I was at the drive through Wendy's on Broadway around 13th Street. A homeless, hey, my buddy works around there. A homeless guy approached my window and just stood there. I ignored him until he slapped a piece of paper on my window that had his entire life story. I glanced over at it, noticed a few things. First off, he was homeless and needed help. Second off, he was deaf. Thirdly, he was a former U of O basketball star, Larry O'Bannon's brother. I did what any good UK fan would do, rolled down the window and said that Larry O'Bannon sucked and moved on with my day. By the way, congrats on graduating, John. That's not nice, Bull of these Beasts. That's not nice. I didn't like that story. 
Rouse got a kick Bull, out of it. Bull I was afraid. though, like, because I don't think he actually did do that, but it's it is a great like it's a great story to tell, folks. See, I believe it. I believe every word of it. I mean, it's pretty detailed to be made up. <laughs> <laughs> when does Justin get to start doing his Dos Equis commercials for being the most interesting man in the world? Seriously. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, you Jeez. all have to listen to the latest Patreon. My goodness. If you all even knew who you were texting into the show with, <laughs> if you even knew. John here, good morning to all. Said the little KRC listener to the KRC family, do you hear what I hear? It's the crew, the KRC crew, with a voice as big as a s- seal. I am so that's glad to see. <laughs> that's an exclamation point. You know the sad thing is? that's With just a, a voice as big as the sea. I like seal better. Uh, there's a My computer screen's gross, dirty. Oh, yeah. I really got to give it the one. Just over. give it a Windex. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. bad. Yeah. yeah, so that's not even like an eyesight thing. That was just a smudge. That I <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I hate when that happens. Yeah, by the way, Chiefs will win by 10-plus at home against the Browns. They fixed their O-line. They're good to go. Make another run of the Super Bowl. Best QB in the league. Enough said. We'll got to go talk to you later. Well, he didn't win MVP, John. So Thanks, John. Pal. Yeah, and oh, that's... Oh, man. And circling back to that conversation, that was more of a Chiefs are good versus Browns slight, by the way. I bet the Chiefs will win. That's not a hot take. Yeah, we're just, just saying, saying like the Browns are going to get crushed is kind of silly. Oh, it's, they're gonna get, I'm with John, 10-plus. All right, I'll take Browns plus 10 Right now? Right now? Yeah. Yeah. I'll write it down. Let's do it. In my little notebook. Ten bucks a pop? <laughs> I'm in. All right. Man, that Venmo account. Going to love seeing that notification come up first weekend that of you, September. That you sent Justin some yeah. money. Going to be so, so nice <laughs> to see. Uh, great point, Justin. We are won't be a threat to shoot at all. Just another body in the clogged lane along with Brooks and Oscars defenders. Modern offense, yay. I may have skipped one of this guy's texts. No, I think we just got to that. Uh, no, because he brought up a stat um, about the underrated finisher. Maybe uh, yeah, no, that was just in the text. Thirty nine percent from the field. No, he had one of went uh, his number at the rim. Oh, and I I I don't know what happened to it. Hmm. He said anyways that like Wheeler is not a good player because he shot fit. No, he said that I said that he was an underrated finisher inside. Which he's so crafty. You got to watch some of his tapes. He really yeah. is underrated. Nobody looks at him. And he said, underrated. He shot 54% at the rim. This dude was just slobbering over Marcus Carr's 53.4% at the rim. Well, and he's Dumb. He's that fan base of Kentucky that you were touching on earlier that is, and I hate to bring it up again, but it's kind of turning into the Indiana fan base. Cal ain't changing, is what he says at the end of the text. Like, uh, and then James Ajinko, that was good enough for the Baylor national champs, yeah. he was 42% at the rim. Uh, neither one of these guys have assist numbers like Wheeler, right. mind you. Zagorowski, 63% at the rim. Okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. Zagorowski, That's good. Why That's why he's probably going pro. Yeah. Oh, man, it's rough. Where are we at? I'm um, another person said, Brooks is, I, I'm skipping ahead. Brooks is a shooter, TJ. He shot 21% from three this year. Worse than we or Do some research. He also played like 10 games. Yeah, and uh, was coming off a pretty scary injury, but uh, also shot better. 23%. No, I don't want Brooks to be UK's leading scorer, but if he's open on the three, I'm fine. And if yeah. that means that your four makes one out of four of them, I, I think I can live with that. And it'll be better than that because he should theoretically be a better shooter. Mm-hmm. You are such like a pick your stat and any and the future is based on that. Nothing can change in the future. Despite and, players generally getting better, and I know Brooks' numbers got worse, but again, major injury. How many games did he even get to play in 16? Yeah. 
Played in 31 his first for year. For very bad basketball 31 his year. first year. Didn't have a whole lot of help. I uh, was never infatuated with Marcus Carr. Correct yourself, TJ. Yes, you were, dork. So it's Wheeler and Tata. Is Tata playing the two? I could see him being like kind of blood y where he is the two uh, and then gets run at the point. But just play, plays a little bit of both uh, with the ball in his hands, but also starting off on the wing. The Browns have only won one first game one time since 1999. That is a crazy That's stat. An, Insane sad. Uh, another speaking of insanity, the people filling literal bags of gas is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in America. Don't you? Wouldn't you feel like if you saw somebody and you were filling up gas? I'm not saying you need to pull over on the side of the road, but say you're filling up gas. Buddy next to you is filling up gas, but they got like thirty tanks. It's not just like a lawnmower. It's not like they're going home to fill up their lawnmower. Yeah. Do you feel like as an American citizen you need to say something? I would be like, "What are you doing?" I think that's what I would probably say. I think I would like say... Like, gas ain't going anywhere. It, that's that's probably what I would do as I was walking away. I'd They're pro- still making it. I'd probably end up just not doing anything. But I, I do think there'd be a little part of me being like, there's not a crisis. There will be a crisis if everybody does this. That's one of those things you just drop your head and shake it. Don't just move on with your day. People Ooh, are dumb. Justin, somebody else wants to get in on the Brands Plus too. Yeah, that was John. He's in on that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, John, the Kansas City guy? John wants in on no, he wants Chiefs plus ten or minus ten. Uh, oh, 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 oh! A little double double. Hey, Texter okay. says the second someone brings up wind share stats, you really should just yell nerd at them and ignore. Them. <laughs> yes, I'm with this guy. Go read the ringer, you dork. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah go read. All right, we are two thousand words. Who needs it? We're out of time. I feel like we didn't get maybe to some stuff, but uh, oh, we schedule so coming much. out today. Great, great show. Everybody, cross your Let's fingers. Pat ourselves on the back. We did it. Packers Bengals isn't in the early October. Yeah, let's get Coach K to retire. It'll be a great day. Oh, yeah, big basketball news, too. All right, everybody, hop on that Wheeler train. Woo! SEC Player of the Year coming to Kentucky. There's no way to be free. Lifting up an empty cup by silently. All my destinations will end.